Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Right, JK, before we just get into this brand new thing that we're doing, do you want to know about how you can earn two grand? I mean, that's a pretty stupid question. Of course I do. I want to tell you about Go Henry Ambassadors. Oh, right. It sounds interesting. Yes, you know you've heard of Go Henry, right? Uh, Go Henry is a fantastic. It's, it's a bank account for kids, isn't it? Really? Y- yeah, exactly. It's a bank account, uh, a debit card for kids and teens aged between six and eighteen. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, their mission is fantastic. It's to make every kid and teen smart with money. Which, let's face it, we need more people smart with money coming up into the world, don't we? I mean, I, I needed this when I was growing up because I'll be honest, I love my dad to bits, but he was a bit useless. <laughs> it's a really, it's a really good mission. It's a really good company. I've actually had one of their accounts for a long time so I can vouch it is really decent but now what they're doing is they're offering the opportunity for anybody and I'm saying you know we're not talking influencers we're talking about just members of the public to become ambassadors for Go Henry so the way you do it is you click the link in the description of this podcast right it will take you to a landing page and you can apply it's a quick form and what they do is they'll then reach out to you but what you then do if you're successful and if you become part of the ambassador program you can then tell all your friends or your family about Go Henry. And if they sign up using your link, you get a referral fee and you can earn up to £2,000. I think, don't quote me on this, but I think it's £20 per person that signs up. So if you can get 100 people to sign up, you can get to the two grand. That's incredible. Now, isn't it? Now, obviously, terms and conditions apply, so check those out on the landing page. Yep. But you also get some free gifts, including custom cards for your kids, as in debit cards for your kids. You'll receive exclusive Go Henry merchandise, and you'll be in, in a position where you can help shape the product, which I think is really exciting as well. So, look, it's, it's a really good opportunity. If you want to apply, just hit the link in the description. We'll be posting about it on social media as well, because it is a really good opportunity for anyone and everyone listening to the JKNL show. Could not agree more. Right, let's crack on. A Dad's Net original podcast. Hi, Mel, that's JK, and this is JKNL because we've changed the name. Look <laughs> <laughs> how excited he is. I'm very excited. Coming up on uh, this week's episode, well, it's just exciting because we've rebranded and it's like the first one of the year and I'm just... Your quite, voice has changed. I know, I'm just quite <laughs> enthused. Um, but coming up, we're talking to Ollie Ollerton from SAS, yeah. Who Dares Wins, not not the other SAS programme. As, as you'll hear in the interview <laughs> where, I mean, out of all the people that you get stuff wrong, yeah. don't get it wrong with, with a former, you know... Sass guy. Yeah, I did feel like this, like maybe a little uh, laser pointer might just end up <laughs> on my chest. Anyway, we 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 speak to Ollie Ollerton later on in the in the program, and that is fantastic. He literally nails everything that's inside my head, but he puts words to it. It's brilliant. Um, we are we're reviewing some coats, some outdoor wear coats, yep. which are dotted around, um, and we've also got a parenting story. All that and more coming up on JK and Al. How is your New Year? How is your Christmas? Oh, it, well, it's a distant memory now, isn't it? Really? It is, it is the, although you say that, right in the corner here, the, the Christmas tree is still up. And it is, we're recording this on Friday the 13th of January. Yeah. Still up. Yeah. 
I mean, I just can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be one of those. You know what you should do? You see this on on, on social media. Wrap it up in cling film, Ooh. shove it away, and then when it comes to December next year, you yeah, just yeah. unwrap the cling film. Well, really, what I'm waiting on is if I leave it long enough. Next time Jen comes to the office, she'll be so irritated that I've just <laughs> left it up. She'll just do it. She, yeah, <laughs> which, yeah. which is a bit of a match. Is it not down yet? No, I know Jen. I've been really, really yeah, busy. Really Cue Jen. Off they <laughs> exactly. come. It's basically what happens at home. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll just leave a mug on the side until Jen comes along and tidies it away. <laughs> Do you leave your pants on the floor at the side of the bed and they miraculously make their way to the washing basket, then into the washing machine, then back into your drawers? Yeah. Do you know what I do? I, I pull, This is interesting. I pull down my trousers and my pants. This is when I'm getting ready for bed or going for a shower. Right. I pull down my pants and my trousers. And then I slip my legs out and my socks and then I leave it in a perfectly like arranged. Oh, she hates that. So then I can just step back into it the next day and pull it up. It saves so much time in the morning. <laughs> that is so you. Yeah. It how, really is. How was your Christmas New Year? We right? did too much. Oh. We did too much. Okay, now I know that sounds like I'm being like, oh, yeah, it's all right for you doing too much. No, we did too much. And we did that classic thing. I now remember why my dad used to say, we're not going anywhere that much this Christmas because the kids want to play with their toys. And I, actually, he's right. Because Christmas, <laughs> Christmas Day, up we up we got. We went, you know, we went for lunch at Charlie's parents, so the in-laws, which was amazing and lovely and great. Everything we did was fantastic. Boxing Day, we went to Charlie's uncles. Yeah. Then we went to Worcestershire to see my family. Yeah. Then we came back. Then for New Year, we went somewhere else and caught up with friends. We didn't actually stay at home. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, all kids really want to do yeah. is just stay at home and yeah. play with their toys. Ted gets like that. Sometimes he says, oh, I just feel really busy at the moment. Yeah. And he doesn't like it. So what do you want to do today? He goes, nothing. Yeah. I want to watch TV. I want to play some Lego. Maybe do a bit of craft at the table. Maybe go around and see Grandma Leia or something. He yeah. just wants to chill. And I, yeah, at Christmas it can get like that, can't it? But um, Kids obviously back to school. Well, just after, <laughs> infection after infection, after antibiotics, after antibiotics after oh, honestly well as you know for me it's yeah. been it's been a nightmare however back to school and I've got to share this with you so Noah's teacher pulled uh, my wife aside and we were like oh god here we go what's what's happening now you know into new <laughs> don't, year don't get that the wrong way around <laughs> I, I pulled Noah's teacher <laughs> <laughs> no no so she, she pulled Charlie aside and said um, no nothing to worry about you know Noah absolutely cracked us up today we were like oh, okay why and she said well noah drew a picture of me today of you no no of, of, the, of teacher. the teacher wow as a cave woman <laughs> so and and she was holding a piece of meat so she said look i'm, I'm gonna show you this because <laughs> because the teacher and the teaching assistant had to go into the cupboard to laugh so much because they didn't want the kids. <laughs> that is what, genuinely, that's what teachers do. I know, they you hide, know. They, we hide in the cupboards to laugh. Yeah. Yeah. So would you like to see the picture? Of the, <laughs> oh, no. Would you like to see the picture <laughs> yes. of um, what Noah drew of his teacher as a cavewoman holding a piece of meat? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Why is the meat there? <laughs> you can see why they had to go into a cupboard. A little bit of colour. That's perfect. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Tell me that's on the fridge. <laughs> you need to put it right pride of place. <laughs> Noah, we, we love your artwork so much. It's, it's on the fridge. And this is, uh, we'll have to, we'll blur this bit out when we show it, but he's, uh, it, there's an arrow going to it. Stone Age, Miss Teacher. <laughs> Just so you don't avoid any doubt. It's definitely her. 100% holding a piece of meat. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, amazing, amazing. Kids are wonderful. Oh. Their innocence in those oh, kind of situations is brilliant. Loved it, loved it so much. So yeah, I've just like I said, I've just got visions of them as we've just done having to go into the cupboard, and all you can probably see in the background is just the shoulders going yeah. like this, yeah, sniggering. <laughs> yeah. Class, you get on with something. <laughs> Carry on. Watch, watch what you want. 
Amazing, amazing. Well, I mean, that's the kind of thing. So what we're doing with the new format of the show is not that different from uh, if you listen to uh, our previous kind of Don't Tell Your Mum branding. We, we're changing it ever so slightly. So instead of confessions, we're just having like parenting stories. Yep. So exactly like this. So, uh, so I mean, that's a great kind of link in. But let's, let's listen to the story. These are sent in from members of Dadsnet. These stories are outrageous. So let's dive in. Who, who is it today? So this story is from Andy Fraser, and it's about his twin boys. So let's just play what Andy has to say. Okay. Um, when they were about 18 months, they're 13 years old now, they were in the garden while I was pottering about, and they always played well together, you know, so there was never any issues. Anyway, I'd just been and done something, and I come back and I thought, they're really quiet. And in the space of about... A minute and a half, they'd sneaked in the house, into the kitchen, got a pastry brush each from out the kitchen drawer, and they were outside, start bollock naked, with about three pounds of their own poo from one of their nappies, and were spreading it across the decking. I was absolutely mortified. I had to run in the house quick. They were just stood there smiling at me. I had to run in the house quick run upstairs, run a bath, and then I had to carry each one of them at arm's length up the stairs and put them in the bath and basically hose them down with the shower head. They were absolutely covered in it. It was horrendous. And then it took me about two days to clean the decking. It was everywhere. <laughs> How there was so much, I have no idea, that come out of two 18-month-old swim boys. It was absolutely horrendous. Oh, <laughs> the, the worst bit about decking is the grooves. The grooves. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. But paint with pastry brushes <laughs> they're so small and also who has two? <laughs> oh, I mean that's amazing amazing oh. story the the poos I mean I don't think you can beat a poo story really no. can you because every, and I re- the reason why is that every every parent has a poo story yeah like it's something like that has happened also his accent made that story 100% good <laughs> Start bollock naked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Uh, that's exactly what we want from these stories. If you if you have any of these stories and you'd like to give us, you know, give us it in in message form. It, I think it's I think it's funnier when it, when you get the message yeah. as well. Yeah, really you can hear is. it a bit more. You can yeah. you can picture it a bit more. And I, I I've just got visions of him hosing down like the, the jet washing yeah. the decking because. Because his child shit is in the grooves. Yeah. I I um I wonder if that story set the tone for how those twins are just going to go through life. Just basically the, the pair of them yeah. causing mischief. Yeah. I, I bet. And if if you're listening, uh, let us know whether that had did set the tone for how those kids grew up. Because oh. I bet at 13 years old, I bet they're still causing havoc. Just fantastic. And there'll be another one of those next week. Yeah. And so if you want to send it in, um, we've actually set up a Facebook group, um, a JKNL Facebook group. So you can go into that group. We're going to be running giveaways from the gear that we re- review. Uh, it's a place where you can chat to us as well. You can chat to each other. But also it's a place where you can get in touch if you want to submit your story for the podcast for the show so do that join the group just search for JK now on Facebook so it's time for our very first interview with us JK now and we always said to ourselves that the very first one we want we want someone who just like hits the ground running mm. someone that's you know strong good presence been on TV, maybe well known. Yeah, you know, a dad, if possible, bit of a man crush sort of thing. Like the perfect guest yeah. for us would be that kind of person. Yeah, and we nailed it. We nailed it. We nailed it. Ollie Ollerton from SAS Who Dares Wins, but he's an author. He runs a business called Breakpoint. He'll tell you about that in the interview. Uh, anyway, here he is. It's Ollie Ollerton from SAS Who Dares Wins on JK and our show. Well, it's very exciting for uh, the first JK and Al interview to welcome Ollie Ollerton from SAS. Are you tough enough? Ollie, welcome to the show. It's fantastic to have you with us. Thank you, Al. And first of all, um, attention to detail. It's not SAS. Are you tough enough? It's Get SAS. Out of town. Is it not? <laughs> what, what is it then? SAS. Who dares wins? That show was shit. <laughs> Do you know, I watched that show when I was about off. 12 years old. Is that the one I'm thinking of? 
Yeah, yeah, that I wasn't on that. I know, yeah, that wasn't. That on was that a one. long, long time ago. I was about twelve years old, and I remember that because that was what made me think, "Oh, I'd like to try out for the SAS." Yeah, Never no, happens. you're not the fir- you're not the first mate. So don't don't give yourself a hard time. Okay, you know, before, should we go yeah. back? <laughs> no, you know before let's we recorded again, this, let's you went, again, let's you went JK, do you want to do the intro or shall I do it? I should have said I'll do the intro, but never mind, it's absolutely <laughs> fine. <laughs> so really, it's JK's fault. <laughs> oh yeah, blame me, fantastic. Um, so, <laughs> Ollie, so what's the situation right now? Because wh- how long did you do on that show? Um, I did from, um, I think it was 2015, so I started the show, 2015 to 2020. Right. And are you now on the Australian version? Is that right? Yeah, correct. The much far superior version. So it's, um, <laughs> we got, we got an upgrade. But can I, I get, okay. Is it, are they better? Are the Australians better? Yeah, but it's, listen, it's not just that when I say an upgrade, it's not just about the recruits, so to speak. I mean, more importantly, it's the relationship between the production crew and us and the whole marriage that goes into it. You know what I mean? Which really then, produces the gold um so regardless of what the recruits are like if you haven't got that right then the rest is you know doesn't flow anyway so really the good thing about SAS Australia is the fact that we we have that partnership you know and it, they they give us creative license and we then obviously understand that they've got a you know they're they're the experts in their job and the two it becomes a marriage you know what I mean and unlike most marriages it's a good one <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not saying anything. Not my marriage included in that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We've we've all been there. Um, now, the, so 2015 is is when you started, you know, the the show. Yeah. So, from from your point of view, from what you've done and what you you do as a career, is it quite a risk to take? You know, doing a TV show because obviously you're in you're in special forces, which is quite you know anonymous. Was was it a yeah. risk to, to do that? It was a massive risk, JK. It was, it, it was a it was an enormous risk, and that's really at the start around those early days. I mean, they couldn't find anyone to do the show. That's why I got in there. <laughs> um, but the, the, they honestly couldn't find lads to do it because it was a big risk. Because once you've been on the TV, then even as a civilian. You know, some of this stuff you do as an, a, a former special forces soldier, you can no longer do in that, you know, you can no, no longer do. So, you know, it's the first time on TV that former special forces had chosen to be non-pixelated, so full exposure. Um, so that was a, mass- a massive risk. And all four of us, you know, we put our heads above the parapet and we took that risk, you know, and a, and a lot of people, you know, didn't want to be part of it then because of that. Then as soon as they saw how successful the show was, they then wanted a part of it. Mm. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we were the ones that, that um, put our heads above the parapet, so to speak. And you, and the four of you were, were, you know, a very sort of close-knit team. You could tell that you had a, you know, a special mm. bond and stuff. So how did, how did the gang feel when, when t- I think it's two of you were leaving, was that right? No, it was, it was myself first. So, I mean, it... Listen, when you say we're a close-knit team, we work like special forces work. You know, at the end of the day, you know, people have this misconception that lads from, you know, working in such a, uh, an elite military unit are so closely bonded, you know, both at work and, and, and away from work. But that's not the case. You know, at the end of the day, you know, if you're not, if you don't work together to get the job done and you can push your differences and things aside, then people can get killed. You know what I mean? So really when it comes to doing the job, we're, we're, we're tight as anything, but that's not to say that, you know, we hang out with each other on weekends and stuff like that. I'm not saying that we, you know, we were, we had a good relationship. I'm myself and Foxy. I mean, I've known Foxy for years, so he's a long, long term mate of mine and always will be. Um, but you know, it's not like I was hanging out with the other guys, uh, continuously, but, um, when it came to that happening, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, the lads wanted to um, not, ex- or I wouldn't say, yeah, they wanted to basically um, reject the fact that I was being taken off the show. And I, I told them not to bother. Please don't bother doing that. Um, my time was up on that show and I'd lost interest in it, to be honest. So the thing is with that, you know, it's like you, it's not like I'd have gone in and said, you know, I've had enough, you know, I'm going to try some new things because you're getting paid your ego is being stroked. You know what I mean? It's it's like 
you know, it had to end the way it ended for me, which was good because although it ended, it was like that bridge straight across to SAS Australia. If I'd have had the two of those going on at the same time, then it would have taken me away from my business. I couldn't have done my my business stuff, you know, and, it, and that was the scary thing at that time. It's like I always said I would never allow anything to compromise what I'd set up with Breakpoint. Yeah. Um, and to do two shows a year, you know, I've, I've, it's a sideshow for me. So I can't commit to, to more than one, to be quite honest. And and even if Australia came, you know, stopped next season, next series, then it's done what it needed to do for me. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to ask about the business um, in just a moment, but yeah. one last thing on, on the show, um, mm. how realistic like is it? Cause obviously you're producing a show, which is like, like yeah. not, not military. Um, so the activities and the exercises and kind of what you're putting the contestants through, how close to like the actual training and uh, you know, the process, how close is it? I sort of disengage the physical stuff because, uh, first of all, we haven't got long with these people. But when it comes to a mindset aspect, which is it's all about your mindset, the strength and strength of character and your mental robustness, then it comes very close because at the end of the day, you know, we're exhausting people to their lowest ebb. And then when they're absolutely exhausted thinking I've got no more to give, that's when we go back in and say, right, show me everything you've got. And that's very much the same as SAS. You know, at the end of the day, when you're behind enemy lines and everything's gone wrong, you know, you can't just, you can't blow a whistle and then ask for a cup of, ask for a latte. <laughs> you know what I mean? You've got to keep yeah. on going and going and going. You know, you, you don't decide when it ends. It just ends when it, when, when you, you get to safety. So from a mental aspect, yeah. But at the end of the day, the, the things are designed, the exercises, the tasks are designed to put them into that real sense of fear, that real sense of vulnerability. And really for them, it's about removing the ego and not allowing them to design the perfect outcome that makes them look good. It must be even harder to do that with the celebrities. Yeah, that was re- that was really pointed out the celebrities because <laughs> they come on that show thinking, I'm going to look cool. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to beat everyone. And then first of all, they come along and then realize, although they want to win, they've got to work with everyone else to get through the course. Yeah. And if they don't, the course rejects them. Um, and then also, you know, for the first time, it's the first time that they've ever had a situation where they can't design that perfect outcome. Mm. You know what and I mean? We- so they're really in our hands and it's, it's, it's all about surrender. If you can't surrender to us, you, you'd never, you never get through the course. And we have to ask this, who was the celebrity that most impressed you? Wayne Bridge. I always say, say that Wayne Bridge was just um, an absolute machine. And um, who was, I mean, there was a lot of the people that impressed me, but yeah, Wayne Bridge. And who was the worst? Uh, Casey Price. <laughs> <laughs> as said on, as, um, as said on the interview with her, you give a fucking aspirin a headache. <laughs> wow. In her bio. One of my proudest moments. <laughs> Did wow. you think of that on the spot? Yeah. That's amazing. It's actually it's actually from um, a film called Layer Cake. Yes. Yes. Oh, but yeah, still I've got I've got to put that yeah, in there. Actually, That's got to stay in there. I'm gonna remember that. I've got to. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing um, showstopper when you say that to someone it's brilliant yeah she's still in therapy for it so, now <laughs> <laughs> she'll be in therapy forever I think yeah mm. it would have tell you what though Katie Price it would have done her more good than anyone to, to stick out you know stick it out you know it because that show really does help people it it really gets to to the depths of who they are um, and she would have benefited so much so it's, it was such a shame that she didn't see it out, but there you go. Yeah. Well, you, you know, do. she needs to, so, she, she needs to, uh, she needs your business. That's what she needs. Oh no. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to say that on. <laughs> send me to Afghan, send me to Iraq, but I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah. You've done, you've done your service. Yeah, done, yeah. done my bit. Yeah. If you get called up again, fine, but not not pricey. (laughs) (laughs) So now it's probably a a good time to go on to the business, I think. So um, as we can see behind you, the business is is Breakpoint. And for those of us that that don't know what it is, can you explain to us, please, Ollie? Yeah, in simple terms, Breakpoint gets you to change the way you think. Now, 
that doesn't mean with a set of nipple clamps and an old car battery. But um, <laughs> what that does mean is like we get people to really start to understand how they're wired as humans, you know. And this started for us a great point. We started doing physical events where we bring people to us and we'd have them for the weekend and the, the, the change would be amazing. But we got to understand that we would have, you know, sometimes 40, 50 people on a weekend. And to, to sustain any kind of positive change, you need to have more of a prolonged sort of program, mentorship, if you want to call it that. So the way we've evolved now and sort of this got turbocharged by the lockdowns and stuff, is we're more more or less doing more mentorship programs now. So we're designing an online portal where we take people on that journey for six, 12 months or whatever, life, if for life, you know, where we're continuously getting them to improve and set goals and really get to, to grips with um, their, their strengths and their weaknesses um, to really start to evolve in life. Because there's so many people out there that are, they're made to believe that they should be happy with the standard template and it's it's not the case whatsoever you know and that's really comes down to a lack of self-belief um and a lack of directive action to, to to things they can achieve and you know i could go on and on but you know there's a lot of people out there suffering with mental health issues just feeling pretty flat in life and that's because they've got absolutely nothing that's challenging them you've only got to look at life nowadays i mean it's we, we, we're led to believe that this life, this utopia that we're heading for is somewhere where we're just going to sit back and do absolutely nothing. You know, we're, we're not going to do it. We're going to get there and, and, and um, you know, it's all about laying, kicking back and doing nothing for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Problems and challenges are there to help us grow. I love I love this whole like premise because I've been saying to my wife and funnily enough my mum for quite a while that it feels like life people think life should just be full of roses yeah. and it should just be really easy and we're led to kind of believe that everything is really nice and easy and we're entitled to this and that and actually it's not it's really hard yeah. and there's challenges like almost everywhere you look there'll be another challenge whether it's in the work whether it's at home whether it's with the kids whatever it is and how you kind of look at those challenges is going to i guess make or break your process and that sounds like what what you guys do is that fair yeah no 100% and it's it's just under yeah, it's absolutely understanding that you know this this world that w- that we're, we're living in you know you can press a button you've got stuff delivered on your door you even walk into a service station you don't even have to press a button or turn a tap everything's done for you you know you, you, i've got a new car it drive i love it but it drives me mad it's trying to drive for me and i'm like just let me do something you know yeah. what i mean it's it's just like we're, we're led we're, we're led to believe that that's the life that we should be heading for where it's absolutely effortless and really that's not why we were put onto this earth you know, if there's a lot of people that just think we're just this uh, lump of meat and gravy that was put on this earth to, to work, sleep, um, eat, repeat, you know, and it's not, you mm. know, we're put on this earth to be challenged, to grow, to learn. And thank God for problems. Thank God for things that are challenges that are standing in our way. Cause that's where we learn and grow. Yeah. You know, yeah. when we have that, when, when we have that, when that's void in our life, that's when we heard, that's when we start to suffer with depression and lack of motivation and and everything we got nothing bigger pulling us through yeah so without wanting to give away too much of obviously your, your content and your course and what you do yeah. like what's what's the num what's the like biggest thing that's stopping people from even just having that initial change in the way that they are going about their life there's two things here, right? And what breakpoint stands for a few things, but really it's about taking the short-term discomfort into long-term change or for long-term gain. Now, the way that everyone is wired, we're wired because through our survival uh, blueprint, we're wired to take the short-term comfort, but that leads to long-term pain. Now, that can be drink, drugs, it can be your relationships, it can be your careers, whatever it is, but we, we tend to go for the things that offers that short-term um uh, gain, you know, that yeah. short term sort of, um, enjoyment. And really at the end of the day, you know, anything, anything, nothing was ever great in life unless at some point we doubted our ability to achieve it. So really, you know, people should be looking to, to really start to understand that 
if they're always taking that shortcut to, to happiness and well, there is no shortcut, but you know, always taking this short, short, short term fix, then they're never really going to get anywhere in life. They're never really going to feel, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, the people that what they've said on their deathbed. And there's a lot of merit in that, you know, when people mm-hmm. haven't really done anything throughout their lives, you know, we should be looking to, to really create a story that we'd love to be told. Yeah. Um, and, and really that is the problem is, you know, I always say that there's a contradiction, right? And the fact is, you know, we've got our, our survival instinct, which really at the end of the day would be quite happy if we sat in the corner and just procreated all day long. And that might sound quite appealing to some people, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, survival of the species protection of ourselves, you know, it doesn't want us to jump out of airplanes and, and join the special forces. You know, wants us just to the survival of the species wants us to do nothing and just to just keep continuing the species. But our soul wants us to experience stuff, wants to go out there, wants to have this adventure. So there's a conflict. There's an internal conflict. And it's just understanding the mechanics of who we are that helps us get through that. I mean, one thing I'll say that we help people do, to do above all is awareness. And that's awareness of our thoughts and everything that's going on in here, because our life is an external replication of our thoughts. So everything that goes on in here becomes our outside world. And for some people that might take, you know, initially they might think, oh, that's a load of woo-woo, it's rubbish. But it's an absolute fact. Our life is a product of our thoughts. Do we, it's do how we think, we think that, about things. Yep, go on. Do we think that this is coming to a head now, though? Because it's really weird that we're chatting to you today. And I said to my wife that we were chatting to you and I, you know, explained your background and stuff. But even prior to that, we were saying that right now, I generally don't think the world is a great place. And I think back, you know, and I'm not talking, we're not going all the way back to the 80s when I was a kid and I was a farmer's boy and running around in fields. I'd take a couple of dogs with me, mm. have breakfast, wouldn't get back till like half five in the evening when I was hungry or when it was getting dark. But I'm talking like five, five, ten years ago, life seemed like it was a bit better. And I genuinely think what you said about, you know, resilience and, and actually doing stuff. For instance, we're going to take a stand this, this, this year and we're going to go camping. And for one reason only that I don't think my kids have experienced the sort of life that I had. And I'm trying to think of the yeah. basic stuff we can do just to try and get back, not just get back to nature, but to get them doing stuff, picking up wood, you know, that sort of stuff. Mm. Do you feel that we're at a place right now in 2023 where the world is not a great place, Ollie? I totally agree with that. And I will actually go further as to say that humanity is at its absolute weakest. You know, we used to be the the superior species on this planet, you know, top of the food chain. And I totally disagree with that now. You know, I really think that humanity is, is, is in a terrible place. And just for those things that you talk about, I mean, this is absolutely what we should be doing with our kids. You know, absolutely getting them out there, getting them to learn how to do a, make a fire. Um, you know, I don't, you know, I didn't grow up with my son. I only, only sort of re-engaged a relationship with him um, not too long ago, to be quite honest. And I was shocked when I think he was 18 or something. He couldn't tie a knot. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, geez, wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like things like that and, you know, just learning some basic skills and things and getting out into the woods really help the kids don't want to do it at first because they've got their short-term fix and that's the tv that's netflix that's their yeah they they don't want to do it but once you actually get them and disengage them from that they love it they love it but it's crossing that bridge yeah I, i see it as um there's lots like so for example i've I've got two um of my own children and a stepson um but what i'm what i see with them is what i'm trying to do with them they might come to me and say i don't know how to tie a knot but Mm. what i'm then trying to do is like okay well go and find out how to try and tie a knot like problem solve i think when jg when when you said about making a fire like i can just see there's there's those programs aren't there those those shows where they take teenagers into the wild and like like you can't just push a button and the fire will happen that doesn't (laughs) happen and and then then you think like well but find out how you could do it and i think that's part of the problem with children is that we're we're just serving everything to them on a plate and they don't know how to problem solve or work something out for themselves and they also don't want to they want it quick they want it immediate but al this is this is so important what you're talking about there is absolutely spot on because there is a point where at some point throughout a child's life that you have to do that stuff for them you know i mean you're you're there but there comes a point it's like william who's my stepson he he's going through that period where as soon as they see something that they see as a challenge, 
their their minds aren't wired to go. I am going to resolve this problem. No, their minds are, their minds are wired to go and ask mum, go and ask dad, and like all the time, you know, I'll come, I could easily just answer that question and say you need to do this. Yeah. But I just say to him, go back and you solve it yourself. If you know, and I, I say to him, William, you've got to understand that. You only come to us when you've tried everything else in your arsenal of skills or yeah. ideas or research, and then you come to us and ask for, for yeah. help. Because if you don't, and this is the problem with a lot of kids, that when the parents are doing that for them forever till the, till the time they leave the home, that, to me, is child abuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, you know, I know that sounds extreme, um, but at the end of the day, you're not, you know, and it's the same that parents that do everything for their kids, make the bed for them, do this, do that. You know, you are, you are really not helping them. You are so not helping them. No, I agree. I, I'm going for a bit of a, um, you know, on a personal level, I'm going for a bit of a situation with my daughter. So the context is that she lives with her mom and mm. then she comes to us every now and again, or every other weekend in theory, but we haven't for a while. And, and I was talking to her last night and weirdly, coincidentally, and it, it was exactly this, that for her, it's easier to, like short term, it's easier for her to just kind of focus on kind of one half of her life. Mm. And, and that's easier for her. And I, and I do understand that. But long term, like that's not going to work out no. because she doesn't have one side of her life. She's got two parts to her life. Yeah. So long, and this, I, I almost quoted this whole conversation. I said, the thing is that might be easier short term but mm. long term, that's not going to help. And I mean, maybe maybe I'll send send her to a breakpoint session. She's <laughs> <Yeah>. not <laughs> listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't do that. They don't listen to the parents. But when it comes from an external, I won't say force. That's the wrong word, isn't it? For, but when it, it's like teachers, isn't it? You know, they you know, you, you say to your kids, "Would you talk to your teacher like that?" Nine yeah, times yeah. out of ten, hopefully they say no. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. Um, so do I'm you just, just break point work with kids or is it just like, is it just kind of for adults going through challenges? But obviously no, I think can apply. It, look, we, when I set this, when I set out to, to start break point, there's three elements I wanted to, to cover. And that was, first of all, I wanted to um, offer my courses to the public and corporate. Um, but I wanted to then use veterans that would staff the courses. So that helped them to then re-engage, you know, and be part of a team again and all that. Um, and then the second thing or the, the other thing was the fact that we wanted to deal with, uh, you know, do children's courses as well. Because these are things I suffered with. You know, when I left the military, I took it for granted that, you know, about the comrade, you know, the, 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 the brotherhood that I left, I took it for granted. And I really suffered with that. Um, and then also as a kid, I mean, I was absolutely a horrendous kid. I went, you know, I... I had a horrendous, I caused a lot of, a lot of, a lot of grief for my parents. I blame the chimp for that. I don't know if you know that story, but anyway, it's the chimp's fault. Um, and, uh, Google it. So really I wanted to, <laughs> to help kids, you know, as well. So, but we've never got around to doing that. So we've, we've kind of brushed over the surface of it, spoken to a few people, but I see when we get this up, uh, online portal going that we do have those courses for kids. And really a lot of the time, I don't think the content is massively different. No, you know what I mean? It's, it, it's not, it's, it's not, you know, when we talk about goal setting and things like that and, and really starting to, to, to have some directive action and belief, you know, there's, there's no different between the adult and the kids, the kids courses. Yeah. I don't want to get particularly political or, or anything like that. And that's not what this is about, but it feels like what you're saying. And, I, and I'm only saying this because I get resistance when I have these conversations. Yeah. But do you, do you find that there is anyone that's kind of saying that what you're doing is quite um, like counter cultural in terms of the direction of things moving? And I'm saying that from like a woke point of view and that kind of that side of things. But do you feel like there's any kind of resistance? Like, I, I'm just trying to think, like, saying to, your, saying to your kid, like, and this is what I do, so I'm holding my hands up if it's wrong, but mm. if, if, if Ted comes to me and says he wants to, you know, I don't know, just, I'll, I'll say do it yourself. Yeah. That might be seen as quite, um, like, against the run of the grain at the moment. Yeah. D do you feel like you're going a, a bit against the grain? Well, I do think I, I've, I've gone against the grain all my life. And really, at the end of the day, I don't follow the, the, the narrative. 
You yeah. know, I follow what feels right to me. Um, so really, I think you know, I've, I've, if the crowd's going that way, I'm going to go left or right. I'm not. I'm not sticking with the crowd. So, yeah. and really, like I say, you know, at the end of the day, what feels right to me, what feels right in my gut. You know what I mean? And, and following the crowd at the moment does not feel right whatsoever. Yeah. So I, I, I just feel that I feel that the way that that these kind of this narrative that's being pushed on us is not the majority of you. Your training is for you to follow your gut anyway. That's that's what you've done, isn't yeah, it? That's yeah, we should. You... And a lot of people should have a lot more faith in that. You mm. know, it's your second brain. Your yeah. gut is your second brain. So much research into that. You know, and you should follow your gut a lot of the time. And so a lot of times we, we overthink and 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 a lot of time we make decisions and we we are these people for the audience and not for us. You know what I mean? It's it's like we've got to take back the strength of who we are as humans, and that's really what Breakpoint does. You know, we we get people to understand the power of of being human. You know, and, and, and really take back that ownership. I'm going to just touch on one thing again. You know, if you want to answer, you can. If you don't want to answer, that's absolutely fine. Um, yeah. the, the Prince Harry situation at the moment, obviously, you know, the talk about the armed forces and what what you know what he's done and stuff. Are you putting yourself you know out what, there yeah. as a target? You know what, JK, I, I, I didn't even know about this until last night. Someone sent me a message asking the same thing on Instagram. And oh, I, yeah. it's an absolute circus. And I just don't, I choose not to follow anything that's on the news. I don't watch the news. I don't read the newspapers. I'd have to be dead to not know what's going on that's important in this world. But I'm not being fed the absolute circus that's out there because I, I you know what, there's, there's so much misinformation and I'm, I'm just, I've, I've been in a war zone as a con, you know, as a, not just in the military, but as a contractor, when I've seen, I've come home and seen what's in the papers compared to what's going on, on the ground. And it's just another, you know, it's just so distorted. And I just, every time I see something, I just think it's a play for some other reason. I just, so money, really, I can't offer money. comment because I don't even know what's going on in that realm, and not I'm not really interested. Yeah, yeah, no, mm. fair point, absolute fair point. Oh, Nate, I, know, I just, just, just on that, that, just on that. That's uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think you know, I just think a lot of people. I'm not saying don't watch the news. I'm not saying not stay abreast of things that are going on. All I'm saying is stop belt feeding is, is this stuff because at the end of the day, look after your one meter square. And that really is yeah, when yeah. all around you is falling apart, bring everything back to one meter square and keep positive and keep moving forward in that one meter square. Make sure your whole family is working within their one meter squares and you come together and work as a unit because all the stuff that's out there anyway, you can't control. So what's the point of bothering with it? You know, all these things that are going on, all these distractions, all this blah, 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 you know, all this stuff about energy and the economy, you create your own economy. You know what I mean? So just you've got to stop allowing that narrative to to really control you because as far as i'm concerned it's toxic that's that's a good point to stop i think and and we'll ask the question how do we how do we find out more about breakpoint because that speech that you just did for me <laughs> because i want to perform fancy, <laughs> i fancy prime minister well no no screw breakpoint let's get him in prime minister right, come on let's, let's... i'll do a better job <laughs> last, um, last longer we... than a lettuce <laughs> <laughs> how how can we find out more information about Breakpoint, Ollie? Yeah, Breakpoint, break-point.co.uk or just go to my Instagram, which is ollie.ollerton, and then you'll find I'm always – well, my, my main focus is, is Breakpoint. So you can't miss it or just put it into Google or whatever. So, um, But like I say, a lot of stuff is, being, is evolving at the moment. The, the online hub and everything is being um, – uh, just being built, but you know, I'm, I'm just started. I've just started actually doing my first when I'm really involved. My first, it's a five week goal setting masterclass. So basically, I've got over a hundred people that I'm actually showing them um, what they need to do to really take back ownership of who they are. So it's, it's going to be an amazing course. So, and that's what I want to do more of. I can reach a lot more people through online, obviously, and virtual than I can having 25 people on a course for a weekend or whatever. So, so yeah. Yeah. It sounds great, Ollie. I, I'm, I'm fully sold on the whole thing. So, um, it's been, it's, it's, it's been great to chat to you and I uh, appreciate yeah, your time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Al. Thank you, JK. Have a great week. Strong. Powerful. You loved him. Loved him because I, I tell you what, because he, he's not afraid to say what he thinks. 
I think it's really powerful, you know, what he's saying about changing our mentalities. I mean, to be quite frank with you, I think we're just going to book on one of his courses. <laughs> you, were, you were kind of aiming that way anyway. Yes, yes, I would absolutely love as to. As soon as we stopped recording, he was like, can I just get your number if that's possible? Yeah. And we'll have, a, we'll have a chat. You know, there might be stuff we can do together. You blagging a place on his yes, course is what 100%. I think, it'd be, I think it'd be brilliant. I absolutely love chatting with, with him. And as, you know, we, we said at the end of the interview, and we always say like, oh, we could chat for longer. We genuinely could could have chatted for another hour. Yeah, I don't know if he felt that way, but we, <laughs> yeah. we he was keen to get off. Enough <laughs> like, of these two. See you later, guys. <laughs> yes, see you. No, no, no. Just one more thing. Um, no, fantastic. Who have we got next week? Next week we've got Matt Edmondson from Radio One and yeah. various other bits and bobs that he does. Uh, and he's. I mean, I'm excited for that one because M- Matt's a. He's a very clever guy. Mm. He's a very creative guy. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've known Matt for a very, very long time and I, I've worked with his sister for many years. A great, lovely, lovely family yeah. as well. He's a lovely guy. Yeah. So I'm looking well, forward to that. I'm, I'm really looking forward to meeting him actually. I think, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. He's definitely on my list of people that you think, I reckon I'll get on with you. Yeah. <laughs> nice guy. It's a, a one-way thing. <laughs> well, yeah. We, we went to the Pride of Britain Awards. I think it was probably about two, two, three years ago. It might have been before lockdown. I can't remember. But him and Molly, his, his radio co-host... Yeah. We're sat next to us. So oh, we had nice. a really good catch up then. Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, yeah, really, really nice. So look forward to that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So we're not sort of doing tech anymore. Well, we will feature tech, but we're just sort of now reviewing gear. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds... <laughs> yeah, the good stuff. <laughs> the, yeah. You're just the good stuff. Um, so it, it covers anything. It could be it could be a fake plant. It could be a laptop. Um, it might be a microphone. It could be a jumper. You know, and anything now it's, goes. It's things that parents use. Yeah. Which is obviously quite broad. <laughs> yeah. Very broad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this week we, we're, we're talking about uh, those lightweight kind of mid-layer coats. Yeah. And I tell you, I mean, I'm a big fan of these. I always have been because they're lightweight. You can shove them in your bag. Yep. They're very effective at keeping you warm. And as a parent, you don't want to be lugging around. You know, like, a great big duffel coat or whatever. You just need something quick. You can shove it in your bag if you need to. You can put it on really quick. It's fairly robust. That's what you need as a parent. So... Yep. To do this, we've teamed up with Trekit, which is a website that stocks loads of brands from uh, that that do, that, cre- that make all of these types of coats. So yeah. they they've got um, Tierra, they've got Montaigne, they've got Mammoth, they've got Rab, all of those kind of typical outdoorsy brands yeah. that are creating this clothing. Trekit stock them, but what Trekit also do is give you loads of advice and information on what coat is going to be best suited for you. On that note, we're going to dive into the couple of the coats that we've got uh, here with one main difference. Some of them are down-filled and some of them are synthetically filled. Right. And we're just going to talk about the difference between those two things. Do we now need to go off and get our our said coats? (laughs) Oh, I love this. There we go. Warm as anything. Oh. 
So um, you've got the mountain equipment earth yeah. rise. I have, yep. Yeah. And this is actually 100% recycled down. So that is excellent. I, I love the whole recycling stuff. That is brilliant. I know what you're going to say. Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're just putting it on and you say, oh, yeah, I really like it. I wear these all the time, not wearing them all the time. I'm going to let you, I'm going to show you my actual coat. My actual coat is, <laughs> well, what do you know? <laughs> also mountain equipment. Mountain equipment. I love this brand. Yeah. I love this brand. This is my favorite jacket that I've ever, ever owned. Yeah. Because it's light, it's warm, it's practical. It's not waterproof, but it's kind of water resistant. Yeah. And like you say, these things fold. Yeah. Look at that. Well, you just shove it in a bag or under the yeah. push chair or whatever, because, you know, it, in England, you never know what the weather's going to do. So you don't, you just don't want to be lugging that massive coat around. We've also been looking at the, this one's called the Tierra. Uh, it is the Tierra, uh, the Tierra Belay. Um, this is also made from polyamide, which is recycled as well. And that's re I think a lot of these brands are recycling now. They are doing quite a lot to be environmentally friendly, yeah. which makes a lot of sense because they're yeah. built for the outdoors. Exactly. If they weren't good for the outdoors, there's a bit of a, a, bit of a <laughs> contradiction of, in yeah, terms. Exactly. Of, yeah, yeah. But a lot of the brands are doing them. The other thing, um, we've got the Mammoth one here. Now, this is a ladies one. So Jen's been testing this one out. Um, this one, uh, I think this is the synthetic down in here as well. So the key difference between the down jacket and the synthetic, that is great until it gets wet. Yeah. Um, now, it still will perform a little bit when it's wet, but the performance goes a lot down, like basically just goes down. Down. <laughs> goes down <laughs> because it's down. Down. Um, whereas the synthetic, when they get wet, they still keep a lot of the warmth in. Yeah. So my personal preference, therefore living in England is that you never know when it's going to rain. I'll get these notifications on my phone saying light rain schedule for 11 oh, minutes past. I love that. Man. It's, really, it's kind of useful, it. but then and you're you like, know what? It's no, it's pretty on. It's pretty spot on. Yeah. 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 It's accurate. Yeah. In your location. Yeah. Um, so but I get like 10 a day. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Rain on, off, on, off. So having one that actually is not going to lose, if you do get caught in that shed, it's not going to lose that warmth. I yeah. think is really good. Now pricing, right? They range, obviously. They Even within one brand, you can go from like 150 quid up to 350 quid. It just ranges depending on the model and whatever else. Trek, it gives you all that information. So you're, it, you can compare really easily and really okay. well. But also, Trek, it will often have some discounts and things. Yep. And, and I've seen some. I think one of these, I can't remember which one it is off the top of my head, so forgive me. But one of them went down to 108 quid. Yeah. So it, it's not going to break the bank too much no. but personally if you're going i'd rather i'd rather spend money on one of these rather than a jumper or a t-shirt yep. or or trousers or whatever because i wear it all the time yeah all yep. day every day and remember so we're going to be giving away uh, one of the women's jackets because i want <laughs> we're, yeah, we're keeping I, I, these i want to keep warm yeah, um, absolutely so we're going to be giving away one of the women's jackets in our facebook group so if you fancy uh trying to win one of those for your good lady or a woman in your life um their size small but anyway join our facebook group search for jknl on facebook and become a member say hello and then we'll be running the giveaway in that group so keep an eye out for it yeah and it's it's quite an you know it's quite an expensive coat so it's mm. you know if you win this good points yeah good points very good that, that's christmas and probably birthday sorted for the year okay you've been a bit of a cheapskate <laughs> <laughs> Um, so there's a link in the description, but also we've also got full reviews on all of these coats on dadsnet.com. So head over to there, search for coats, jackets, it will come up. Um, so check out that link to the full review. Uh, thank you for, for listening today. Hopefully you've enjoyed the rebrand and, you know, the, the, the interviews. And like we said, Matt Emmonson from uh, Radio One and, and, and of TV fame, he's going to be our guest on next week's show. He is. And I'm getting quite hot. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's go. <laughs> Take care. A Dad's Net original podcast.